from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Yes? Oh, hi. My name is Hannah Bay. From the Gazette Times? The newspaper. You called us, remember? Ah, yes, of course. Come inside, please. My name is Ordell Seether. I run this organization. Yes, so you said on the phone. A secret organization that has controlled all media and manipulated all history for more than a hundred years. Look, I'm not big into conspiracy theories, so I'm having a hard time believing your claims. And what claims were they? Well, you said that you are a part of an organization calling themselves Wormwood Prophet Society, and uh, you worship a godlike creature that has been slowly taking over humanity. I said that? Hmm. I do not believe I would say such a thing. Look, you called me, mister. You made these crazy accusations. I have you on tape claiming you helped spin history. That you helped Hitler in World War II the same time helping the Allies. I think it's baloney, but my editor sent me out here anyway. Yes, I believe you are right. I did say those things. You said you have proof that God exists. Yes, yes I do. If you would step this way. (gasps) What the hell is that thing? Drink in his beauty. Marvel at his intelligence. Why is he in a tank of water? Listen to the stories he spins. Believe the truths he tells. I can't take my eyes off of it. He is forever nameless to his people, but we call him Wormwood, and we are his prophets. I can't take my eyes off of it. Wormwood Prophet Society features stories by Mark Slade, Jason Norton, T. Fox Dunham, K.E. Moore, Phil Thomas, and D.W. Gillespie, with art by Chris L. Burke. This strange and bizarre anthology is published by Rogue Planet Press and can be found on Lulu.com and other outlets that sell books.
genres of crime and horror anthology show. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. something like what like a gunshot there's no one else here you locked the door right yeah I locked the door like you told me to do you set the alarm yes I set the alarm in case a customer comes in like you told me to do Everything is not fine. Put some clothes on. I smell gun smoke. What the? Gilly! <gasps> ah! ah! What? Gilly! I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm coming! Oh, oh, God! Oh, oh, God! Let me help you up. Yourself together, okay? Okay, good. Now tell me, what's wrong? An intruder? There, there is a severed hand holding a gun lying on Ben's desk. monkey's paw, or the nails used in Christ's crucifixion. Most of them were fake, or hoaxes. Ben doesn't seem to care. He came from a wealthy family, so he could afford these items that were mostly sold in underground auctions. 
But Ben also created a few of these antiques and opened his own New Age shop. I will say this. Ben is too close to his mother for my liking. Ben's mother is a flake who is a practicing witch. <laughs> Hell, I could tell she was a witch when I first met her. I didn't need to be told she was one. She doesn't like me and I don't like her. We get on famously. She considers me a gold digger. She wasn't far off the market first. Now, I have great respect for Ben. He loves me and I care a lot for him. So the day he brought Dewey into our lives, I was not thrilled at all. Mia. Mia. Hey, Mia. What do you want, Ben? Come out here, will ya? I have someone for you to meet. Ben, I was busy trying to hang that crazy banner your mother wanted. I already knew Dewey Cox. We go back a few years. He was a friend of my brother before he snitched on Jack to save his own hide. All I kept thinking was, Oh no, Ben, anyone but- My name's Dewey Cox. Pleased to meet you, ma'am. Honey, shake the man's hand. He's gonna take over for old man Granger. I decided to get some younger blood in here. That was a total lie. Ben caught the old man peeping on me while I was dressing. What Ben didn't know was the old man had paid me to do it. I thought, what the hell? He needed to get his rocks off too. Boy, Ben was angry. Smacked the poor old man around. The old man ran off, never came back for his last check. Mia, wait, you've got to be friendlier than that. Ah, uh, Ben, it's okay. She's just letting me know who's boss. <laughs> uh, she's... She's been in a mood lately. I'm sure you two need a night out. Go ahead and take the rest of the day off. I can handle things from here. I don't know, Dewey. I really don't want to leave you alone on your first day. Uh, it's no different than the antique stores I've worked at. <laughs> right? Yeah, I... I guess so. They're friends already? That was curious. I know I sound jealous, but I'm not. Ben and Dewey's interaction was a bit too familiar for two people who had just met. Days later, I let Dewey know I didn't want him around. What's this? A bus ticket. I can see. It's a fucking bus ticket. What's it for? For you. I want you out of here. I don't care where you go, but anywhere away from me and my husband. If this has to do with your brother, I had nothing to do with him going to jail. The cops caught him red-handed. It has to do with you having an angle, and I'm letting you know that I don't want you scamming Ben. What about your oh, scam? let go of my arm! What is wrong with you? You don't love him. I can see the disdain in your eyes whenever you look at him. That look is reserved for you. Get off me! Stop! Don't... Get off me! Stop! I don't... Touch me!
Calm down, okay? What... what the hell is going on? Dewey, a hand? A hand and nobody connected to it! Come here. That's right. I, I can't take Let it. Let me this, hold you. This is crazy. I can't take it. Shh. It's going to be okay. Dewey's going to take care of you. Must have been the wind. That's what you said last time you snuck into my room. He didn't see you leave, did he? Not a chance. Mr. Boring is sound asleep. <sighs> I can't stand his snoring. I hate his puns. Nothing but bad jokes on pop culture. Don't even get me started on sex with him. I thought you liked it with him. You even wanted to try- Don't repeat it. Please. I said all of that in the heat of the moment. All of that was before you and I... Anyways. I love you, Dewey. I know. Don't stop holding me. I love you, Dewey. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, Ben, pretty good. The beer's kind of flat, though. The Whalers isn't exactly known for its beer and wine selection, buddy. I can safely say the only thing I like about this place is the seafood. Definitely not their choice of music, that's for sure. Oh, reggae music. It's not my cup of tea, I guess. Their idea for a restaurant was seafood. The name 
the Whalers. Because of, you know, Bob. You don't have to explain the joke, Ben. We're not idiots. Having a good time, Mia. How's the shrimp? Or the fries to your liking? How about the table? Under stars and the moonlight. The same moonlight dancing on you and Dewey's faces. Pretty romantic, isn't it? pretty pathetic, just like your choice of words. You were never good at poetry. Come on, Mia, you never liked poetry or romance. <laughs> just a good fuck satisfied you. And when will you do that, Ben, darling? Satisfy me. Whoa, you two. <laughs> yeah, this... This flat beer is actually getting everyone wound up. I think it's in everyone's interest not to insult each other. Hang out instead. <laughs> you know, have some laughs. Shut up, Dewey. You're trying too hard as usual. I want to go home. Mother, how are you? Oh, just out with Mia and her, our friend Dewey. Package. Oh, yes, the necklace. No, mother, I'm not wearing it. Okay, yes, I, I will wear it at some point. I understand, mother. Look, I'm sorry you had a nightmare about me, but no one is going to cut me into little pieces. I, I understand. I really do. Yes, the necklace will keep me from harm. Yes, mother. Thank you for the necklace. Bye, mother. That necklace is going in that trunk in the attic with the other crazy shit she sends me. My mother is batshit crazy. She believes those nutty dreams of hers. Carry the... Who is it? It's me, Ben. <sighs> Mia? You know when I'm working on the finances, I have to have peace and quiet. That's why I lock the door. Please, Ben. I need to talk to you. I'm sorry about our argument the other day. I'd like to make it up to you. In your office. I've been such a bad girl. I need you to correct me. Okay. I'll unlock the door. Hello, Ben! How are you? Bandaged up. You should be okay now. 
I've been having second thoughts about what we did. Me too. I... I wish... I wish we hadn't done it. I wonder where the rest of them is. I don't really want to know. Let's leave. No. Why? We have to get rid of the body parts. I'm not going to jail for murder. Should have thought of that before you killed Ben. You were right there with me. <gasps> oh, God. Uh, uh, shit. D don't open that door. Mia. What? what if it's someone... Mia, Maybe. don't fucking open Maybe the door. It's just a bad dream, and I'll wake up. What the? A severed foot. Mia, look out. Ben's other hand! This is just... This is just a dream. This is just a dream. Wake up, Mia! Wake up! His other severed hand. Ben's other severed hand has a gun? Wake. We gotta get out of here. Wake, Wake up. Wake Mia, up. snap out of it. Let's grab the money and run. Hey, Dewey, what's going on? Who's that man in the office with Ben? That's Roland Vanders. He's a very rich man. Is he now? Yep. He's made his money in the tire business, making them, along with a specialty in shady land deals. He then bought out the local cable company, which merged with several cell phone companies. Okay. So what's he doing here? Roland Vanders is a very superstitious man. And for the last two months... Ben has fed into that superstition. Late night calls where his voice trails off. The phone line is full of static. Newspaper delivered with a headline that informs Vander his dead brother wants to contact him and let him know his death is coming for him. Oh no! <laughs> ben sold him the Haitian Eye of Death, didn't he? He sure did. How much? Six million dollars. No way! Oh my god! Stewie! No, don't come back for me. Mia, run! Run! Oh, God. Stewie! Jack. He resisted arrest. I know that. What really happened? He knew too much. The Scarland family knew Jack was talking to the feds. They set up this robbery at the paper mill. How I knew it was a setup was no security was in place. What side of the building we were going to be at. The Scarlands owned all the cops on that side of Jersey anyway. Did he resist arrest? He wasn't given a chance to. I've... been having second thoughts. I know. Will you be mad if I want to back out? No. Believe it or not, I actually like the guy. I didn't expect this to happen. I told you, I didn't steal that money. 
You're such a liar. Three grand just up and walks out of here. Oh, of course. In your pocket. Ben, I wouldn't do that to you. I want you out of here. Ben, please. Get out of here. No one steals from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Benny boy. You got it. What? You don't have to say anything. I can see it in your eyes. You hate me for this. Shit. You can tell. I knew it. Eventually my eyes and heart would betray me. Hello, Ben! How are you? Mind if I get in the tub with you? Yeah, it's a little bloody. I put the rest of him in the trunk. Okay. We'll take the trunk to Capaldi Lake out in Baker County. Drop it in. That's a long ways. You buy the tickets? Yep. Tokyo bound. Blood Noir, Episode 1, Sinners No Rain Can Wash Away, created by Mark Slade, starred Emily Carpenter as Mia, Atticus Jackson as Dewey, Snake as Ben, and Pete Lutz as The Stranger, credit narration by Sharon O. Bloomberg. Music by Carpenter's Notch and Audionautics.com. Written and directed by Mark Slade.
Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom, presented to you by the Mutual Audio Network, the network where we can all listen and imagine, together. Hi, I'm Perky Marlins, and welcome back to Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom. Last week, we traveled to the wilds of Audio Island, which is in the western edge of that place some call the Bermuda Triangle. We went there to check on the progress of an audio drama producer who we have re-educated into the aspects of surviving in the wilds of the audio podverse. This wild creature, who Jim has named Bobo, has been used by society as a data entry clerk, a bartender, a project manager, an exotic dancer, and a biomedical research subject. The Mutual Audio Network's re-education project gives our young friend an opportunity for a productive life, in Bobo's natural environment, as an audio drama or comedy producer. The rehabilitation of this magnificent, wild, and creative animal includes a chance to reach a wider range of distribution and the extra exposure that brings, along with free production resources and the potential to make some money. Bobo has been hard at work on a first masterpiece, and right now, we can see Jim giving Bobo some feedback on the final mix. That's pretty good, Bobo. I'm just not sure about the choice of background music. It seems to be a bit too... Bobo, no! no! I'm sorry, Bobo! No, don't, don't, don't hurt me, Bobo! <laughs> Artists. Sometimes they can get a bit touchy. Well, Jim knew the job was dangerous when he took it. Join us next week as Mutual of Audio's Sonic Kingdom will visit a pack of voice actors living in the hidden valleys of darkest Nova Scotia. For more information about the Mutual Audio Network, go to MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.